We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 102. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the little, what, what is it, little little bit of winter. That That's the title of this podcast. It's a little bit of winter. A little bit. Yeah, not much. I mean, we no. had uh, a little scare the other day, I think. Uh, I wasn't scared, were you? No. <laughs> no. A lot of people were, though. And it, it's one of those situations... I think it's it, it, it it's where you were at <laughs> because it's really hard to forecast where that freeze line is. So some places like what is it like north of Nevada and eastern Kansas got a lot of ice. Yeah, but we didn't really get anything here because the temperature never quite got cold enough. It it was it hovered right around freezing places depending on elevation got below freezing like I, I would drive to school and they would have ice on the trees but i don't have any ice on my trees at my house yeah. which is literally two miles away yeah <laughs> and then i drive to forsyth and there's ice everywhere uh, yeah it's kind of like that big ice storm of 2007 where i would go to we, we really got nothing down here and then all of a sudden springfield got oh, yeah. like an inch or something it was crazy yeah, yeah i mean it uh, i'm trying to figure out how to frame it because the whole system moved in and it started precipitating, and the temperature was right around that freezing mark. And then we had that warm nose punch in, yeah, waiting for the warm nose. Now places like McDonald County, I, I bet where Cade uh, is, Rocky Comfort, they probably didn't get hardly anything because that's right where that that punch mm-hmm. was coming in. Yeah, um, I got some ice on the trees, and you got some, like you said, some some ice in Forsyth. Springfield got some ice. The roads were fared pretty well. You know, I think it's very smart of the National Weather Service to actually issue that winter weather advisory because we all know one degree temperature difference will make an entire world of, of change. It's just here's what here's my take on the on on it. You know, when you get freezing rain, you, you get precipitation. The, the the layers above the surface are, are warmer, yeah. and then it, the surface is freezing or below, so it freezes to everything. I think that layer right above the surface was not just a little above freezing, but a lot above freezing. Actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because I saw in the forecast discussion that the temperature upstairs about 3,000 feet was over 40 degrees. And that's what caused the water from freezing as fast once it hit the surface. That's what I'm thinking. It warmed. Yeah, that makes total sense because it warmed up the water once it hit. It was just right, right at 32, maybe right. 31 and a half, depending on which weather station you were looking at. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it and of course, the first thing that's going to freeze is those bridges and overpasses. The, the thing about it is we were we were in a warm spell. And then 
it kind of got cold. So it's really difficult to forecast this winter precipitation when you get the temperature right at 32 or 31 degrees. So, I mean, it, smart. I, I applaud the National Weather Service. A bunch of offices did that. You know, in the winter storm warning, uh, I was kind of surprised to see that. Well, that's not the first time they pulled the trigger on a winter storm warning this season. They've oh, really? It, that's the second or third one for up. You know, uh, along the Kansas border over there in that area. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Hmm. But uh, when forecasting, though, they have to be err on the side of caution when they're – because all winter weather advisory is just a travel advisory, basically. Uh, yeah, yeah. So no matter what, if that is in the forecast, whether it does or not, you need to be driving safely. Exactly. Branson did not cancel school, which is a good call for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the area schools did. So, yeah. yeah I, did, did Forsyth? Do you know Forsyth canceled? I don't believe so. No, because that warm nose, we we hovered right at thirty two, and that warm nose kind of punched in, and we were waiting. I mean, our our, our friends Jay uh, down in uh, Ridgedale or whatever. I mean, he was starting to get some some ice on the trees, but so were we. But we were right at that point. Where we had that complete flip flop, it at nine nine o'clock at night, that temperature started rising, and we knew that was going to happen, especially with that forty degree warm nose that's punching in. I went to Forsyth at six thirty that morning when the temperature was rising. Oh, okay, yeah, and it was fifty five degrees. The day before was freezing, you know, fifty five degrees. Isn't that nuts? It was crazy. And then when you got home at 8 or 9 o'clock, then it was like it started, 47. It started, <laughs> it started dropping while the wind changed, and it never, uh, you know, got up to 50 once the sun came up. It hovered mm-hmm. in the upper 40s and then slowly went down. and then Yeah, and, and by sunset, it was like, what, 35 or something yeah. again? You know, and, the, and that happens when you've got this dynamic system, and that's exactly what happened. Um Got the system out there in Kansas, little low, little low pressure, big low pressure, that was skirting up to the north and just pulling all this tons of moisture and tons of warm air up from the Gulf. Plus, you have that little what we call the LLJ or the low level jet, uh, which is a warm low level jet, which they call a warm nose. That's kind of like the the technical term, and it just punched in. And we rose all night, and then once the cold front. And I posted that graphic. Did you see, you see that? What uh, the, the weather station did? Which one? The, the, our weather station, where where temperature went up, and then like at at uh, two thirty, it was fifty five. I posted it on I, the site. I didn't see that. Really? I didn't see that one. Oh. I need to look it up. I think you need to spend some more time on stormed our weather <sighs> I on <must>. Facebook. <laughs> Well, you probably got tons of stuff going on. Well, and speaking of winter weather advisory, like I mean, it surprised me. I was walking out the door. I was going to go. Uh, I needed to go to the store, and you said they popped a winter weather advisory for Central Missouri. I thought, what? Yeah, and they've been kind of advertising this that it could happen for a couple of days. They're calling it a a clipper that could clip the area, and it did. And they, they it can it can dump some. Some pre-slopitation or actual yes. snow, pretty quick on these things. But but clippers are usually you know they're they're fast moving uh, systems, but yeah. it, it can still make a mess. Well, and a lot of times, yeah, and you, you got to watch those. I mean, you were telling me right before the podcast we had something move. Didn't we have something move this through was, the area? Uh, uh, Two thousand seven. Okay, 
I know that because uh, of who I was working with moved away in uh, in 2007. He was still here, and he moved away that month. So, ah. and I talked to him that very day when it was coming down. That's how I remember uh, David Hershey. I don't know if you know who that is. Mm-hmm. He was a funny juggler here in town mm-hmm. for Yakov Smirnoff, and he worked for Country Tonight for years and years and years. Cool. But uh, he moved to Pigeon Forge the day that Clipper happened. Ah. So he came to my house to get some stuff that I was either editing or something for him. So, but uh, that was in 2007, in January of 2007. And that's the the, the, the Clipper. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes these things, like you said, they're fast moving. Uh, a lot of times. I also had a wreck that day. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Picking up the kids from school. Oh, uh, what happened? I slid into a car. Oh, I think you said that in one of our first podcasts. Yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah. I didn't, it didn't hardly, I didn't notice any damage, but it was one of those where I was sideways sliding down a hill. Oh gosh. You know, that's one of those things where, where you start sliding. If you start sliding, there is nothing you no, can do. It's just no. hang on, turn into the skid. That's one thing they tell you, you know, a lot of people, they start sliding to the right. They'll want to turn to the left. Well, no, you turn into the skid. Then if, and when your wheels kind of take over, you're going in that direction. <laughs> Well, you know where That's ha- their Hamburger th- Hill is? It's, you know, uh, I have heard that, but I... Uh, well, back in the day, it's... It, well, is that where all the Wendy's and McDonald's and stuff? Yeah, on 76. Oh, <laughs> on they call it Main. Hamburger. I've heard that. <laughs> well, there's the Presbyterian Church there. Yes. Uh, okay. Across from Steak and Shake and Wendy's. Uh-huh. I was coming uh, toward the landing uh, from 65 on 76 and turning right at the Presbyterian Church because that's where my... Kids went go to preschool. Went to preschool at the time, okay. so I turned and my car just wanted to keep going. Oh no, down the hill! Yeah, so <gasps> no way. But it all turned out well. No, nothing was turned in on insurance. It didn't really do any damage. So. Well, okay. Well, that's a statute of limitations. Yeah. I mean, that's thirteen <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Last time I checked, we haven't gotten a bill. We yet. haven't got a bill for that, <laughs> so we're not going to worry about it. <laughs> no, but I was kind of surprised. I mean, uh, the thing that moved through Central Missouri today—they they talked about it. Uh, I didn't. I well, I, I didn't think it was going to be winter weather advisory worthy, if that's a phrase I can use, but. I mean, it it did slip through, and I was kind of worried for a, a little bit. And I posted on the site the way the trajectory of that thing was going. It looked like Springfield was going to get just the edge of that thing, but uh, no. I mean, it because uh, it back builds a little bit to the west, yeah, and as it moves was... southeast, then it kind of dried up and kind of. So I mean, you know, we're not the professionals; we are the avid enthusiasts that look at this thing. But man, it sure looked like Springfield was going to get something. And it it never did. I even I even t- kept texting my mother. I was like, "Is it go look outside? Is it snowing?" She's like, "No, it's not snowing at all." I'm like, "Yep, yeah. all right." <laughs> she she she's my forecast, uh, uh, my my Springfield forecast person, so I can see and bird watcher and bird watcher. Yes, we're gonna get we're getting what, we're getting there. I what, somebody posted fifty nine days. Is it fifty nine? Yes, I saw a robin right in the middle of the road yesterday. Really? It's probably one that was too old to fly away, but he was a big fat guy. Wow. But uh, there were a lot of accidents out of that today. I noticed on a, around the uh, Dixon area, you know, Dixon, Missouri. Yeah, you know, our friend Kevin is up there. Yeah, yeah Dixon. Somewhere there. Dixon, yeah, somewhere up there. Uh, yeah, and school closings. When you came over, they had yeah. they were running school closing. We're recording late tonight, so we were watching the the 
the 10 o'clock news report. And yeah, tons of school clothing. Uh, Norfolk, Swad, Swadberg, Borg, I don't know. There, there's so many names of these cities that I don't even know. But it's mostly central Missouri, um, a little bit in south central Missouri, but you know, nothing around, around here. Ah. And I, uh, and I'm doing a time lapse. I keep doing time lapses, thinking something is going to be cool. Because you said that the, uh, you texted me and said the clouds were really cool today. So and I the sunrise was amazing this morning. Rise? Oh, I'm not going to get up at sunrise. I was up taking kids to school, and it was just I couldn't get a good picture that oh, would have done it no justice. Way. But it was the prettiest that I had seen in a long time. Oh man. Yeah, maybe I should get up in the morning. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. You know better than that. No, I ain't going to do that. No, I'm going to. But I will say this, which I thought was kind of cool. <clears throat> I, I I walked outside and I looked around. And then I came back in and I looked at the time and it was 5:40. I thought, oh, okay. Because remember, a month ago or whatever, we were talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. The sun was setting at 4:30, and now it's 5:40. It's and going the back kinda, up for sure. It goes back up pretty God. pretty quick. Yeah, it does. It'll kind of slow down. It also here. stays dark a little later too, in the mornings. It does. Yeah, just a little bit. What do you mean? It stays dark a little later. You well, mean sunrise? Yeah. Oh, oh, the sunrise is later, but it's okay. Just a little. Yeah, you, you were confusing me there. See, see, you're one of these smart people. I gotta watch <laughs> and stuff like that. Well, okay. Uh, that it's gonna be cold for a while. I mean, we're kind of in the winter. Uh, Winter deep freeze for a couple of days. I mean, the temperature, we were upstairs. It's like 20. It's going to get down in the teens tonight. And I did, did we make it above freezing today? I don't know if we did. Just barely. But I, I mean, the forecast high was 32. I had a fire going all day in the fireplace. It was mm. warm where I was. But, uh, you know, right now it's like 23 degrees and dropping. Yeah, well, that high pressure is right overhead. It is a pristine, clear sky out oh, there. Is it? I can see every, I can see the Little Dipper and every other constellation and stars just now. I mean, there's no clouds. Oh man, that's cool. So well, after the podcast, I want to go out and see yeah. outside and look. But we're going to do this. But tomorrow, the high pressure slides to the east a little bit. That's going to turn our winds to the southeast. I mean, I talk about wind. It's not going to be breezy. Now, we've had some breezy conditions this past couple of weeks, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not going to get breezy, but with just that high pressure kind of moving off, maybe a little bit more clouds coming in, uh, maybe a southeast wind coming in. So we should get up in the at least the upper 30s. I mean, I was hoping for 40 tomorrow. I don't think it's we're going to make to 40, but it would be nice. I mean, we didn't have any snow here, but places like in central Missouri and south central Missouri that have this Little little bitty snowpack, uh, which I guess maybe an inch or something like that. Um, you're you're going to get cold tonight. Oh, here's something else that I saw. Uh, that we have this Canadian. Uh, it was from the National Weather Service. We have this kind of a Canadian or Arctic uh, air mass in place, and when this clipper system now we're under high pressure, so technically we're not supposed to get anything. I mean, that's, that's right. what high pressure does, you know, but this little system, this al- little, I, I say Alberta clipper, I don't know if it's up from Alberta, but that we'll talk about it later, but this little clipper system kind of undercut that. And because the air was so cold, they talked about the snow ratio being of like 20 to one, which is for those who don't know, that's kind of a really powdery snow, um, when we have like a, a 10 to one is kind of like a normal snow. And I think the snow that we had 
last week, you know, with the, the big old flakes that were the size of teacups or whatever that came down, that's probably more like a five to one ratio. Yeah. Um, one to one would be a raindrop. Uh, basically, but like twenty to one, that's that's kind of like the the snow that you want if you're going to go skiing. You're going to, you know, slide down that slope. You want that slick, fine snow, and that's what was causing all these traffic problems. Sure. And that's why they issued that uh, winter weather advisory because you get that slick, powdery ski snow on the roads, and you're going to ski, and you're not going to want to ski. And I heard tonight it was just. Freezing as a, a sheet of ice on the on the oh, roads. Oh, really? Tonight. Yeah, man. Because it gets packed down, you know. Getting packed down, and we're going to get in the teens or even lower. I mean, sure. it's that 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 Arctic high pressure that's moving in. The wind chills are going to be chilly. Yeah, I mean, thank thank goodness we're not having like twenty mile an hour, thirty mile right. an hour winds. But still, I saw I I, I did, saw somewhere on the TV the other day. If you have if your air temperature is negative nine. And the wind is blowing at ten miles per hour, then your wind chill is more than twenty below. <laughs> just just that, because the actual surface temperature is so low that it doesn't take a lot of wind speed right. to drop that thing no. down. You know, like right now, if we had a thirty mile an hour wind, our wind chill would probably be maybe fifteen. Well, thirty mile an hour would probably be That'd ten. That'd be lower than that. Yeah. So let's say a, a ten mile an hour wind. If the, if the temperature, the air temp is twenty three, so you get thirty mile an hour. It's gonna be down there. Yeah. Thirty. Yeah. You're right. Thirty. Yeah. Well, we're not in that doldrums of winter yet. Good. <laughs> uh, but uh, something coming on the horizon is uh, starting on Wednesday. Our next system comes in. Now it's not gonna. It's the structure is completely different than the storm system we had last week. We're not looking at ice. Uh, this is going to be something approaching from the west. We've got um, an ample amount of precipitation, but we're going to have diurnal changes, which means we're going to be above freezing in the daytime. Then temperature's going to fall. We're going to be below freezing at night. We're not talking ice. We're going to have rain in the daytime, and that rain is going to slowly change over to snow, and it's going to snow in the nighttime, and then the sun's going to come up, and it's going to warm up. Freezing in the snow is going to mix with rain and then change over to rain in the day. It's just like one of these little diurnal... Can I get that in writing? Uh, sure. Here, let me write it down now. <laughs> okay. So I just wrote it down. Okay. <laughs> so that's what's going to happen. Not ice this time. Not looking at ice. The atmosphere is not set up that way. There's no warm nose coming in, and you got to have that warm layer just off the surface in order to create an icing event. So it's going to be pretty. Um, I don't think we're going to, I mean, we, what do you think about it, the roads? I mean, I mean we're going to have the, the daytime is going to be water, liquid, and then at the night it's going to be kind well, of. Well, I, I look at it like this. Okay. We're going to be in the teens this week at night, so the ground temperatures won't be as warm as they would normally be that's true that's true yeah so any snow may have that propensity to kind of slick it up some bridges and stuff Possibly. uh yeah i mean I, I i don't know if the national weather service would issue a winter weather advisory out of this i mean just just because you know maybe a special weather statement because that's what they did initially today and then they found out oh wait 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 there's gonna there's tons of accidents we got to issue right. a winter weather advisory so i don't know it, the, Bottom line, if it's at night and you're driving and that temperature is below freezing, 
slow down. Sure. I mean, that's just common sense. Everybody just needs to have that common sense. Uh, and that's going to last. It's going to start. Okay, and here's the other thing. I checked uh, the forecast, the National Weather Service forecast tonight, Monday, January 20th, 1030, or 1015, actually. Models keep backing up, <clears throat> excuse me, or keep pushing forward. That's always confused me. The onset. Now they're saying the snowish 20, 30% chance of snow may develop after 4 or 5 a.m. Wednesday morning. See, Wednesday originally was going to be cloudy with nothing. And then they were like, yeah, models are kind of trending. So we'll pop a 20% for Wednesday morning and a, and a 30 to 40% for Wednesday afternoon into the night. And then the next forecast was, oh, okay, let's do 30% in the morning and 50% Wednesday afternoon. And now, as of tonight, they're doing like 20% after 4 a.m. and then increasing to 40%. And I mean, it's just, so the models and the weather service are getting a little bit more confident that yeah. something, you know, may happen. But if, if it's, if something happens tomorrow night, Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, we're going to be below freezing. So that's going to be some tricky I'm, things. I'm, I'm calling, I call for a winter, winter weather advisory. I, I'm, I'm calling. It'll happen, it'll, really? It'll happen. Wouldn't that be funny if they would just issue a winter weather advisory from like 6 o'clock p.m. to 6 o'clock a.m. and then the next morning, 6 o'clock p.m., you know, <laughs> you know just kind of do that. Yeah, because if we're going to rise above freezing. Yeah. Uh, well, they may they may issue two, you know, one for, yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, and also, we're I'm talking about Branson. Now, you know, we're based in Branson, obviously. So when I'm talking about the forecast, I'm talking about Branson forecast. I'm not talking about Springfield. Uh, the uh, uh, AFD, which we call the, well, I moved my pages over here, the uh, uh, forecast discussion. Uh, I wanted to read some of that uh, for everybody. Now, this was issued at 2 o'clock p.m. today, Monday, the 20th. Now, they'll, they issue it twice a day, AFD, uh, Area Forecast Discussion. That's what that is. Uh, it will, it's about two to three o'clock AM and PM. So they'll do this again. But what they're saying tonight, uh, with the AFD from this afternoon, they said the time frame, uh, light snow early Wednesday morning across Eastern Kansas and Western Missouri transition to rain and or freezing rain late Wednesday morning into Thursday across the entire region. And then widespread light snow Thursday into Friday. This will likely cause road impacts across much of the region. So much of the region. So there's the answer <clears throat> to the the winter weather advisory. Whether they issue one, we don't know. But they're saying the uh, the main concern at this time will be surface temperatures, as we'll be entering Tuesday having 36 consecutive hours of sub freezing temperatures. So despite this full, you know, full sunshine on Tuesday will combine with the surface temperature reach, reaching the mid to upper 30s. This, this may be enough to mitigate flash freezing as precipitation enters the region from west to east early Wednesday morning overnight and transitions to light rain by the afternoon. So they, they have some uncertainty going on, and this is what we've been talking about. Yeah, you know, in the night it could be tricky, but in the daytime, yeah, it's going to be all I mean, if there's a possibility of flash freezing, that's that's no good. No, and and they'll issue a winter weather advisory for that for sure. Yeah, and you know what? If it's flash freezing, uh, I wonder who our graphics guy is here at Stormdrum Weather. I, I don't know. I we have we have a graphics guy. Yeah, I think his name's Corey. 
Uh, so I'm talking about flash freeze. But if they, yeah, I like the black ice advisory. That's 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 a lot better. Yeah. Which if you flash freeze at night, that's going to be. Then, then, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it. Um, so that's gonna last till Friday, and then they say a dormant pattern for the weekend. So, in uh, close to average, probably you know for average would be about forty five. I forgot to check this week. I know we're going up, so like 44, 40, 44 degrees uh, for the average high. So we're getting back in the forties, maybe a fifty. Yeah, you just have to watch the site. <clears throat> and then the next big system comes in around the 29th, the GFS. I got to tell you, Corey, the GFS, I'm pretty impressed with the GFS. So this is the new really? tweet they've done. Yeah, because GFS used to suck when it comes to winter weather. And it, the, But then they, they in, introduced the FV3, uh, which is the, the newer tweaky version, which is more in line with the European. And then they retired the the GFS legacy, and now they're using this VF3 as a full thing. So these past two or three systems, and you can go back to our earlier podcast. We've talked about, you know, the GFS saying blah, 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 blah. And it's it's been pretty pretty good. Good. I, I'm, it's about time. Well, yeah, well, it's that new that new tweak, the F, FV3. I think it's some kind of floating variable point or something. Kind of, you know, all this computer stuff. I don't know about that. Uh, but anyway, back, backing around, the next big system, the GFS says, is coming around uh, on the 29th. But the Canadian is saying, man, maybe it's going to be on the 28th. So we got some timing. Today's only the 20th, and we're talking something eight, nine days out. So there's plenty of room for error, plenty of room for tweaking, plenty of room for change. It can come go away. Oh, yeah. How about that? And we know all about that. Uh, yeah, and uh, speaking of that, the Climate Prediction Center, uh, I looked at them. Uh, they were talking about February, March, and April. Uh, slightly warmer than average overall. We're talking monthly. We're not talking per day, just for that monthly. And precipitation at or just above average. So there you go on the CPC. Hmm. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, so far, they've done pretty good. I mean, we yeah. have been kind of eh, a little bit... Average. Uh, I, I can't wait to start the uh, January monthly uh, climate summary so we can oh, have yeah. a full year. That'll be cool. Yeah, we'll watch the tornado or big windstorm will come and take out our weather station. <laughs> yeah, we'll fix it. Yeah, we'll just have to get another one or whatever. Uh, and oh, and the other thing, uh, and we mentioned we were talking before the podcast, uh, you added a whole bunch of people to the road conditions group. Well, yeah, I added several, plus people can add their friends to it as well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, a lot of uh, new faces over there. That that's fantastic. You know, I, I originally made it because I thought you know for winter weather, but it's turning out to be even more valuable. For we had that uh, terrible wreck. Uh, where is that? Kimberling City, Branson West, Branson West. Uh, you know, any type of traffic delays, and we always say that's okay. It doesn't have to be exactly weather related. I mean, usually the traffic. You know, delays are from, you know, flooding or from a tree down or if we've had severe weather or if it's ice, uh, you know, if the snow plows or whatever. But it can be other things. And that's it, why it was first. We first did it was the it was winter and we had ice. So. Uh, yeah, that was the whole initial thing. Yeah. But, but it, you know, I mean, it's it's proving to be such a really, really good, valuable thing for people. So we encourage that. Uh 
again, uh, I, I feel like I pump it all the time on our, our main site, and people are probably getting tired of that. But we have a lot of new followers and likes on our main Facebook page. So when we get these severe weather, uh, whether it be winter or, or whatever, you know, we encourage you, join that group. It's community-based, and uh, it's, like I said, people are, are loving it. So there you it, go. It's a great resource, for sure. It is. It is. So uh, guess what I did? I've had time now. I got to make a new weather school. All right. It's but wait a minute. I got to get myself one of these. Yeah. Well, you know, when Christmas season comes uh, at, at in Branson, you don't have time to wipe your nose. No, you really don't. So I've been kind of repeating these, and and that's one of my goals for 2020 is just make a whole bunch of new ones. You know, you won't get one. You might get one every week. Uh, if I find some subjects, I got some more subjects I want to talk about. But this one is all about barometric pressure. Uh, we talk about uh, when a big storm system comes in, uh, I, I, it, we go look at your barometric pressure, it'll fall. And then if you have a huge high pressure system like tonight, barometric pressure is really, really high. It's 30.6 from our weather station. So this explains all about what barometric pressure is, how to measure it. And uh, anything else you need to know about the BP. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. My grandma just called and said it's going to storm because she could feel it in her joints. Could this be from a drop in barometric pressure? Atmospheric pressure, sometimes also called barometric pressure, is the pressure within the atmosphere of the Earth. The mean sea level pressure, or MSLP, is the average atmospheric pressure at mean sea level. This is the atmospheric pressure normally given in weather reports on radio, television, and newspapers or on the Internet. When barometers in the home are set to match the local weather reports, they measure pressure adjusted to sea level, not the actual local atmospheric pressure. In most circumstances, atmospheric pressure is closely approximated by the weight of the air above the measurement point. As elevation increases, there is less overlying atmospheric mass, so atmospheric pressure decreases with increasing elevation. Atmospheric pressure varies widely on Earth, and these changes are important in studying weather and climate. There are two types of barometers, mercury and aneroid. In the mercury barometer, atmospheric pressure balances a column of mercury, the height of which can be precisely measured. Atmospheric pressure at sea level is about 14.7 pounds per square inch, equivalent to 29.92 inches of mercury, or 1,013.25 millibars. A non-liquid barometer is called the aneroid barometer, 
and is widely used in portable instruments and in aircraft altimeters because of its smaller size and convenience. It contains a flexible walled evacuated capsule, the wall of which deflates with changes in atmospheric pressure. This deflection is coupled mechanically to an indicating needle. A mercury barometer is used to calibrate and check the aneroid barometers. Barometric pressure also changes with the weather, or <laughs> rather the weather changes with changes in barometric pressure. Being able to measure and analyze small changes in atmospheric pressure helps meteorologists track the weather and predict storms. Remember when your grandma used to say that she knew when a storm was coming because she could feel it in her bones? Well, it turns out that she may not have been as crazy as you thought. Changes in barometric pressure that accompany storms and shifts in weather patterns do affect our bodies, and many people are more sensitive to those effects than others. Although it's been indicated as a possible cause for everything from changes in blood pressure to an increase in joint pain, it can be difficult to pinpoint barometric pressure changes as the definitive cause for these issues when so many other atmospheric changes, like temperature, precipitation, wind speed, and direction, often accompany these shifts in the weather. Dr. Matthew Fink, a neurologist-in-chief at New York Presbyterian Hospital, explained that low barometric pressure can cause headaches or migraines by creating a pressure difference between the atmosphere and the air-filled sinuses. The problem is exacerbated when the sinuses are congested or blocked for any reason. Researchers at Tufts New England Medical Center in Boston surveyed 200 patients with knee osteoarthritis and found a link between changes in barometric pressure and ambient temperature and changes in knee pain severity. It's not clear why a falling barometer would exacerbate joint pain and arthritis, but studies such as this one confirm that they do. It could be that barometric pressure affects the viscosity of the fluid that lines joint sacs, or it could be that it triggers the pain responses in the nerve endings of the joint. Either way, it's what your grandma has been saying for years. Some people feel pain in their joints when a storm is approaching. According to biometeorologist Jennifer Vanos, Ph.D., when the barometric pressure drops, so does your blood pressure. For some, this might mean a feeling of dizziness or even blurred vision. Blood pressure is usually higher in winter when lower temperature causes your blood vessels to become more narrow. That's when more pressure is needed to force blood through those smaller veins and arteries. However, a study in the American Journal of Hypertension found no observed association between blood pressure variability and barometric pressure. Let's look at a couple of extremes in barometric pressure. The highest adjusted to sea level pressure ever recorded on Earth above 750 meters was 32.03 inches. The highest adjusted to sea level barometric pressure ever recorded below 750 meters was at Agata and Evenk Autonomous Okrug in Russia, elevation of 856 feet, 
on December 31, 1968, of 32 inches. The Dead Sea, the lowest place on Earth at 1,410 feet below sea level, has a correspondingly high typical atmospheric pressure of 31.45 inches. The lowest non-tornadic atmospheric pressure ever measured was 25.69 inches set on October 12, 1979 during Typhoon Tip in the Western Pacific Ocean. The measurement was based on an instrumental observation made from a reconnaissance aircraft. In weather, air drifts from high-pressure zones to low-pressure zones. So, different air-pressure zones in an area create a stream of wind. Although it is not visible, air pressure affects the weather pattern to a great extent. Rising air creates low pressure while sinking air creates high pressure. With high pressure, sinking air suppresses weather development and produces clear skies with dry and stable weather. The wind travels clockwise around high-pressure systems in the northern hemisphere. Low-pressure systems produce unstable weather conditions like rain or storms. In a low-pressure zone, wind is circulated inwards and upwards rapidly, traveling counterclockwise in the northern hemisphere. As a result, air rises and cools, clouds and precipitation are formed. Storms are the deep center areas of low-pressure systems. So, the next time you hear Grandma start complaining that her knees are hurting, check the barometer and the forecast, because a storm could be on the way. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you have everything I think you need to know about barometric pressure. Oh, I'm sore. It's because you're getting old, Randy. No, it's <laughs> no, it's because I'm working out now. Oh, I'm yes. See, January is the perfect time to get these muscles up. So when spring comes around, or a nice day in the 50s it's not too windy i can go out and play disc golf right you got all these disc golf muscles popping up everywhere well yeah but i've been sitting on the couch doing pretty much nothing for about two weeks now well i mean well arranging and playing but that's still sitting that's not doing anything so i'm back on i'm on it man I'm walking a mile and a half. I've got the treadmill going. I've got the weights going. I'm doing some push-ups. I'm doing some uh, tricep stuff. And I'm sore. <laughs> so you know what I decided to do? I decided to make cookies tonight. Yeah, I already had one of them. I know. You like those? I love they're, those they're cookies. They're very good. Thanks. They're, they're kind of Christmas cookies, but whatever. Um, it depends on what color you make them. I, yeah, I they know. They look more like an Easter spring light. What you did well, was tonight. You know they kind of, they kind of do. I had four colors. I had red, yellow, green, and blue. And because of the way I iced them, which I dipped them. Oh, you were trying to make them look like the uh, precipitation depiction mode on exactly. the radar. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I wanted to put all the little cookies <laughs> together, take a picture, and say this is the cookie precipitation forecast. 
But wow. but the problem is when I turned him around, I forgot to put green, so I got uh, lots of blue. I know my mother's giving me a hard time about that. But, but we still got some time before spring. You can make some more. I am going to make some more. So you know, in addition to working out and like getting my muscles going and sore and trying to lose weight, I decided to make cookies. Yay! That's awesome. That's not, uh, not good. They're good. Thanks. I'm going to try one. They're right not. Now. I, I, I'm more of a chocolate chip guy. And oh, you like chocolate? You, chip? you gave us some chocolate chip cookies the other night. And That's right. They how long they last? Not, not long. <laughs> I think Shara kind of hit them for herself though. <laughs> we need to watch I that. I love it. I love it. Yeah, because I because I make a half batch because I just live alone. So I make the half batch and. <laughs> A half batch is quite a few for me, right? You know, and the cookies after about three days they start getting a little harder and stuff. So Corey and Sherry came over. It's like, well, here, have a whole bunch. So I sent a whole big gallon size bag. I kept like I think six for myself. So they didn't even probably make it home after that. Oh, that's that's good. You know, also I thought about having is the Storm Door Weather uh, Cooking Group Baking Group. We talked something about we that. We did. One. That, I, I'm still interested in that. Actually, uh, I, I like to cook and bake and yeah, eat, eat, learn new things. Well, and I think because we have a lot of lot of followers, we have over twenty two thousand followers now. It's like if anybody likes to bake or you know sharing recipes, you know if you have a nice uh, snowy afternoon like we hardly ever have. That's the actually, best. Yeah, it's like what do you like to bake? Do you do chili? You like chili? Oh, right? I love it. You know, I like to bake bread. I've got this great recipe for like so dinner for dinner rolls. I have rolls. I have bread. I have a homemade. I have an expensive, more than average, uh, bread machine that I bake all my bread stuff. In. Oh, you do bread machine? Yeah, but it's different than what normal people would have. A oh. bread, I mean, because I don't have a, I don't have a bread machine. Everything's from scratch. I don't use yeah. any pre-made things. Right. Yeah, I do everything from scratch. But these are from scratch without the bread machine. Right. So if any, I mean, I have a pretty good. Uh, See the 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 dinner roll. I I need it in the machine, but I don't bake it in the machine. Uh, right. You know, right. I bake it in the oven. And then bake it. Put them in the rolls and right. stuff. Mm. So. I don't know. I'll think about that. You know, I, I think there's some interest. You know, and Brad gave us gave gave me, which I shared with you, those wonderful little uh, uh, peanut butter chocolate mm, things. Those are My great. gosh, those are wonderful. Yeah. So, and also when you are uh, in, in in the heat of summer, what do you like? You know, do you like the cheesecake? Do you like key lime pie? Whatever. And I I don't have recipes. I mean, it's kind of <clears throat> kind of different. Uh, going on a side part of storm dark weather because it's really not weather, but it's baking. But I like to bake, and it's my site, so <laughs> our, our site. So you, know, you can do all kinds of. I mean, I think it works seems- hand in hand. I mean, I got all kinds of. You know, working in TV, we used to do cooking shows. Uh, Carol Parker, she was. Oh yeah, she was a uh, the the she had a cooking show in Joplin, and we used to shoot that, and we would have all kinds of fun things and and uh, ice cream desserts that would Ooh. be great for summertime yeah I, I need to break out my carol parker uh, uh recipe cookbook and that would be amazing see and that then you can come over and film me mm-hmm. or we can film each other because you have multiple cameras we got my iphone we got all your, your cameras and stuff did we just go off the rails nah nah okay well that's something <laughs> 
that's something to look forward to because I want to do it. Okay, it's time for the next segment, which is in other news. So, Corey, do you got anything on in other news? Well, I got some other weather. Okay. Did you know uh, that 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 cold air is sinking way down south? Oh yeah, like to Florida. Yeah, Flor- parts of Florida are under uh, freeze watches and hard freeze warnings no. right now. The city of Orlando has a freeze watch tonight. Uh, Jacksonville and Gainesville, Florida, uh, up into uh, Georgia, are, they're they're under a freeze warning. No way! And uh, they're talking temperatures uh, at or below twenty eight degrees. That's freezing, and, and Florida that messes things up a lot. Oh, totally messes! Oh my gosh, that's like a, a to- it messes with their whole system they got going down there. I mean, because people is... go down there to get warm, right? But but, <laughs> but 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 they have things that don't need to freeze, like oranges and citrus yeah. trees. Now it is January, but they don't get <sighs> it's freezing down there. It's not supposed to freeze. So so it? so I got a little uh, weather bulletin type thing that was meant. For people in Florida, okay, to, you know, for the TV stations. Oh, fun! There. Okay, I can't wait to hear this. So they uh, <laughs> pr- protect your pipes, pets, and plants tonight, which is you know good good information Smart. because they might not think about bringing Fido in the house. Yeah, and it's, and, and they don't have underground pipes like we do. They're, I mean, if you go down below the surface, you're in the water. So their pipes are really close to here's the ground. Where, here's where it goes off the rails. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another concern for Florida residents could be... <laughs> yes. Falling iguanas. <gasps> no! <laughs> iguanas are cold-blooded reptiles and become... In- Immobile when temperatures reach a certain oh, level. they're cold-blooded. That's right. Under 50 degrees, they become sluggish. And under 40, their blood flow slows down. Occasionally, if it gets real low, it causes them to fall out of trees. Now, if you if you encounter a stunned iguana, don't touch it. It will likely thaw out on its own. Bundle up as you head out the door tomorrow morning. Oh, my God. And Something you would not ever think about no. in the Midwest. An iguana alert. We we could we if we were in Florida we could do an iguana alert. I you know I don't know how many people we have follow us in Florida, but we should issue. I don't an know iguana. of any. But... <laughs> I can't wait to see that graphic. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> an iguana on its back, right? like falling from a tree. <laughs> <laughs> now wait a minute. Aren't crocodiles and alligators cold blooded too? I think so. Aren't they? They're reptiles. They're down there a little closer to oh, they're back down to like it's a little warmer down there. I think. Wow. Yeah. But the iguanas are kind of up into. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm still thinking about it. You know, it's like you and and anybody that it's in Florida. I don't care if you're in the Panhandle or you're in Key West. If it gets below forty degrees, you got your parka. You got your Oh, if it gets below sixty, they're, they're bundled up down there. <laughs> oh yeah, and I think I, like when you were you weren't here one time. Like Joy and Marilyn and Logan were here. Joy was talking about about that too because she lived in uh, uh, what she say. She lived in Phoenix, then she lived in L.A., then she lived in Crestone, and she said it's just amazing because when she's on the West Coast and the temperature gets down to fifty, 
chest people bring out their like heavy heavy coats and and all all the stuff but you know when you're in crestone and the temperature gets to 50 everybody's in short sleeves right <laughs> which is amazing <laughs> well here's for miami down there close to the you know away down Everglades yeah. and all that they're uh they're low tomorrow or tonight their tuesday morning low is 57 <gasps> no yeah 50 oh what are they gonna do what are they? Uh, they got to stay in and drink hot chocolate. They're going to have to. <laughs> 57. Oh. You know, I got to tell you, right after Karen and I got married, we went to Sanibel. But it was in January because I perform in Branson. And in January, mm. we don't have shows. And it was, uh, what was it, 2000 or around, around the year 2000. It wasn't. Wasn't the year two thousand because that's when we went on our anniversary cruise, but um, but it was cold. It was cold, so it must have been at least fifty five or sixty. Yeah. If you're thinking down there, uh, and Sanibel, and Sanibel is close to Naples, which is on the western edge. Now you're talking about the eastern edge. I think my mother and I were talking the other day. She said she was uh, she she had always thought about you know going to Florida and all those. Yeah, moving down there, and it wouldn't it be so nice? And then, uh, and I said, man, I'm not sure if I want to go because you, know, you do have the hurricanes down there. And I've always told you, I would like to experience a tropical storm sometime. Not a hurricane, a tropical storm. I would like to experience a hurricane. You that that doesn't surprise category me category two at least. Okay, not a major, but just a powerful. Well, majors three. I would like. To say, Shara, it's only a category two, and then it just shoot up to a category four right oh, before gosh. it hits. Oh, yeah, I can see where this marriage is going. You know, uh, <laughs> those are the best times when, when it's worse yeah. than you think. Yeah, it's when you fool be. your wife, no, it's just a little breeze, honey. It's not going to do anything, and all of a sudden, storm surge at ten feet, right, and winds of one hundred and fifteen miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how that's going to turn out. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. An iguana alert. I love it. Yeah, be careful. You heard it right here on Storm Dark Weather. Well, I have something for in other news. It's not quite as exciting as the iguanas falling from trees. <laughs> but uh, it, it's something that we all experience. Well, <laughs> back when we can remember if it's snowing or not. Uh, it's called I've, from uh, NOAA, the National Weather Service. It's called the Sound of Science. And what it is is uh, when it snows, right after it snows, it's very, very quiet. That's a for sure thing. It sure is. It is. And it's, you know, if you you go outside, there's not a lot of traffic right after it snows or at the end of a tail end of a snow, you know, accumulating snow. We're talking, you know, a couple inches, so it's covering the ground. It's very quiet. And they, I took a a couple of excerpts out of this, uh, out of their thing. It's called... um, the Sound of Science says, Freshly fallen snowflakes can catch sound waves in the small spaces around the six arms of the snowflake, causing sounds to dampen. However, these spaces collapse when the snow has been able to compact or melt. And uh, says, The most common type of snowflake, called a dendrite, has six arms and is shown... Uh, no, well, no, I need to take that out. Shown at the left of the graphic. You can't see it because it's a podcast. Uh, while falling... 
toward the ground, these dendrites catch sound waves in the small gaps between their arms, dampening the sound before they reach the ears. However, the same is not true for older, dirty snowpack. Once the snow begins to melt, the snowflakes lose their dendritic shape, closing up the spaces between the arms. And then the flakes are then no longer able to catch any nearby sound waves, so sounds aren't dampened, and you hear everything at normal levels again. And I think that is really cool. And you see these uh, TV shows where there, you know, a big snow has just fallen. And, you know, of course, if there's a huge snow... Because we have to watch it on TV. It doesn't happen here. Because it doesn't happen here in Branson or the Midwest anymore. We get we get ice and maybe ice, and then all of a sudden it just doesn't, doesn't you know, ice anymore. <laughs> the temperature goes above freezing. And we have a warm nose, and then it's back to spring. Yay. 55 degrees at... 3 a.m. and then it gets yeah. Welcome to the Ozarks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I think it's time to get to the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week's Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week is a Stormdar Weather exclusive. Yes. It's preslopitation. It is preslopitation. We so, talk about that a lot, knowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, preslopitation is a word indicated, indicating. Well, it is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> preslopitation. It's it's a mixture of all forms of precipitation: rain, freezing rain, sleet, snow, grapple, grapple. whatever you want to do. <laughs> Ice balls, yeah. whatever. Uh, not hail, though. No, uh, I, I I was thinking about, and I just made up this 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 definition so we can say whatever we want um i wish i could tell everyone that i coined it i did not coin this um i use it a lot and uh and you don't see it very much (laughs) out there but it just perfectly describes the weather the precipitation we've been having here lately i mean and especially coming up early Wednesday morning into Friday is going to be pre-slopitation. Yes, yeah, I was going to say, we haven't seen the last of the pre-slopitation. No. And, and pre-slopitation can last into, well into spring. Uh, yes. Actually, even that May 4th. I keep bringing up the May sure. 4th. Was it three or four years ago or whatever? Okay, I have to ask you a question. Oh. Okay. Corey doesn't know. I'm going to ask this. Uh, if I asked it last week, I'm sorry. But what is your thoughts for February? Do you think we're going to get like something of note, meaning of note, like a winter storm or a substantial snow, or are we going to go into spring early <laughs> again? You know, spring's only. Well, there's a different thing you can look at. You can look at that C, that that CPC yeah. graphic. Mm-hmm. You can go with your gut. You can go with historical. What has happened in the past? Yeah, we had some good snows in yeah. February. Before. You can also go to with the hysterical, hysterical, which we call hypers. Yes, you remember a few years in the past that we've had uh, above average in temperature Januarys, and then in February it would just fall out and we would get it would know, tank. Right. Yeah, right. So, yeah, you know we've 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 been. What would you consider so far for this January? Would it be average, a little bit above average? I would say, personally, 
a little bit above average. Yeah. I wouldn't say biz- bizarre, bizarro, because I remember January's, we've had temperatures in the 70s before. And some days we've come close. We've come close, yeah, yeah. But we've always got that little knockdown. Right. And then it kind of comes back up again. So I, I know what you mean. You know, like when we have these spring-like temperatures in January, then boom, all of a sudden in February. So if I just go with my gut, which I do a lot, mm-hmm. You know, I, I look, I, I, I draw a line and say this line is going to be equal chances, right? Okay. Okay. I can either go above that line or below that line. For February, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the temperatures being just a hair below equal chance, uh, the, the line of average. Hair below. And precipitation being maybe just a, a hair above. Okay. Okay. That's. That's partly SPC, uh, not SPC, CPC, would, partly. Would, would we get up to, you know, and I say that and to say what would be the chances of us getting a four inch or greater? And four inches would is enough to... At this point, I'd settle for two. <laughs> but I know what you mean. That just teases you, though. Right, yeah. Like a four-inch snow? A four-incher would be considered a, a not, I don't want to say blizzard in this, but, no, but a, heck, winter, of a, a heck of a winter storm. Yeah, yeah. Because it's been so long. So I give... Wouldn't that be nice? The Man. percentage of a four-incher. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound like a lot. 15%. Of a four inch snow in February. Now, look at the look at the guide that I'm using here. Okay. I'm thinking of SPC severe weather, fifteen percent, thirty percent. Okay. In the days coming of and I can set in the next week. Okay. Okay. So think of it like that. Fifteen percent uh, right. of You're a looking four down the road. Incher. Now this is a four inch or four. greater. Fifteen wow. percent. Okay. That's a pretty decent chance from being seeing what we've had in the past it hasn't been you know anything to write home about okay so i think you're really liberal hmm. i think now this is just me okay so this is on the podcast so that that's that's cory spin now my spin Wait, i gotta write this down yeah okay yeah write it down uh okay so my spin is uh taking what you're saying like the chance of a four incher in february I'm saying 8%. That's just me. I think it's there, but I think it's much less. Yeah, but 8 and 15 is not that far apart. Well, it's half. Yeah, but still. It's 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 still low. <laughs> it's really low. <laughs> now I watch. think I think I think maybe part of my 15 is wishful thinking. Well, part of my 8 is <laughs> I think part of my 15 is thinking we're due for that and it's yes. gonna happen it's gotta it's bound to happen some winter oh i i i totally believe that it's, it's gonna happen winter, it we'll, is going one to happen we'll get even more than that oh yeah we're gonna get another 12 inch so, out of it. yeah i'm going 15 percent of four 15%. inches of snow four inches that's now, a lot no 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 i didn't say <laughs> if that was two inches in the first of february and two inches at in the end of february right yeah you're talking like a four inch storm in february right so we'll see i don't know okay so my probability of reaching 70 degrees in february is about 68 <laughs> percent. i'm gonna go with 
seven. I'm gonna up you two percent on that. Okay. So, <laughs> and, and 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 that's that'll be the problem because that winter storm will come the day after the seven degree temperature. You're right. You're right. It's so gonna, everything will be warm and melt off as soon as it hits the ground. Like it happened like a couple of weeks ago when we had all this like, huge, it was like 60s or whatever, then boom. It's like that's been happening every time. Every time. You know, Mother Nature is quite the uh, animal. That's what I'm going to say. Mother Nature well, that was is quite a nice the way of putting it. Yeah. Well, you know, well, this is a family-friendly podcast. Mm. So. <laughs> Wow. Okay. You know, I think we ought to we ought to talk outside of this because I think we need to have a a contest. Not a con well, I don't know, maybe a contest for February. Okay. Like like, you know, somebody can guess the the actual highest temperature we're gonna get in February based on our weather station. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. Not National Weather Service based on our weather station, which everybody has seen is pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. But it's the Storm Dar Weather Weather Station. We get all it it uploads data every minute and to our website, stormdarweather.com, it uploads every what five minutes or so. So but it keeps a record of everything. We can go back at any point, see the high for the month, it in tenths of degrees. Right. That's the cool thing. <clears throat> So let's talk about that. We may have a contest. Maybe people can win a shirt or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a chance to be on the podcast. Oh, Ooh. that'd be fun. I don't know. I'm just thinking way outside of the box right now. Uh, man, we talked about a lot on this podcast. Yeah. I think we're having way too much fun. I love doing this podcast. What's the chance of a tornado watch in February? Ooh. For, for Branson or parts of Missouri? For Branson. For Branson. I'd say about 15%. I'm going, I'm going with the same percentage as the snow. 15%. I'd say That's 15%. Exactly There's one out of eight chances, yeah. man, that, you know, we've already had tornado watches in January. And <laughs> December. We, we, I think we've gotten, yeah, we've had tornado watches. We may have dubbed it to like 25. Yeah, <laughs> we might. Would that be awesome? Yeah. And I did check, oh, I forgot about this. I mean, I did check the um, El Nino update. 60% we're in Lenata right now El Nino neutral uh, or in so neutral is what they call it and a 60% chance is going to continue so yeah I mean you mentioned it last week and I thought mm, I think I want to go check that that uh, El Nino in so thing so I it's just that's kind of what we're that's what we're going to have so we'll just see you know I kind of like not having an El Nino yeah or... kind of makes things kind of more even keel well yeah I mean, in a way, don't you think? I think it just gives us a better chance. It gives us more equal chance of anything. Yeah, because we're having some some of these cold black. I mean, think about it. What's what's been going on? We'll get warm, bam. We'll go down, and then go back up and go down. I mean, that's kind of an a normal whatever. And I also saw James Spann, who's a renowned meteorologist or broadcast meteorologist down in Birmingham, Alabama, and and he had an interesting take on stuff uh people don't people remember the cold but they don't remember the warmth after that you know it's like what we're having now is is you know we have these like the next couple of days going to be really cold and then 
two days after that, it's going to be back up in the 50s and 60s again. I understand. Yeah, and I thought that was it's an interesting... It's a psychological thing. Yeah, it's a perspective thing. I yeah. thought, you know, that that's so true because you hear all these... Well, it's like a hurricane. You know, a hurricane comes and, and God forbid, hits an island or something. Well, right after that, the weather's fine, and people don't remember that. What they remember is the brutal part of it. So I thought that was very, very fascinating. So, you know, we're going to have this cold, and then when the 15% chance of a four-inch snow comes next month, then we're going to celebrate mm-hmm. on the Storm Dirt Weather Podcast that Corey was righter than me, because I said 8%. You wrote all that down. We're you? both wrong. I know. It's, we're gonna, but maybe tornadoes. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I'd say we're more likely for a tornado watch, for sure. Oh, yeah, that's why I'm saying we, we're, we're going to have to up that to like 25. Yeah. You know. Oh, gosh, I think we're going off the rails. Uh, oh, we're, we've been over an hour on this thing. So you got anything else before I we... I think we hit it all, didn't well, we? Yeah, I, well, yeah, we've got a rain-snow mix, pre-slopitation coming in late, tu- late uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning into Friday. Not going to be a huge deal, I don't think, but other than that, and then a, uh, what the National Weather Service says, a dormant weekend. So we're going to watch that next system, the GFSs, and the Canadians talking about the 28th and 29th, and that'll we'll have another podcast before then, and we'll be able to tell you all about it. Sounds good. All right, let's wrap this thing up then. Be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather, like our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in our newsfeed. Did I say that right? To have them show up in your newsfeed. <laughs> you can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time. So join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.